So let us turn our Bibles now. Thank you for obeying, obeying the standing instructions. So we are turning to the book of John chapter 6. Chapter 6, verse 66. St. John, chapter 6, verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Simon Peter and we believe and assure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the Living God. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated now. Uh, so yesterday night I was praying. And this thought came to me. To whom would we go? These words of Peter. Answering Jesus Christ. They came to me. Because I know that there is a lot of uh, pressure upon the people today. A lot of pressure upon the church. A lot of pressure upon myself. And everywhere. And not only us. But even the worldly people. The world is under pressure. And for us when that pressure comes, it pushes you and it's trying to check the foundation of your faith. Whether you can remain firm when you can remain faithful in God. And then I was looking at where else can one go? Is there an option? The devil is a liar. If he tells you there is an option, he's lying to you. He has finished you. He has defeated you. There is no option. There is no second option from Jesus Christ. There is no option second option from, from salvation. All other grounds is sinking sun. Praise God. So Peter 
He realized he has nowhere else to go. He had left his family. He had left his business. He was a fisherman. He had left all that and followed Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That's why when time he asked Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus preached to them a hard gospel. He told them, if you will follow me, and you don't hate your father, and you don't hate your mother, and you don't hate your brothers, and you don't hate your sisters, and you hate yourself, you come and follow me. You cannot have eternal life. You cannot make it. You cannot be my disciple for you to be my disciple. The price of being a disciple is hate your mother, hate your father, hate your brothers and sisters, hate yourself. Come follow me. Amen. Amen. And when Peter heard those words, and he knew he has fulfilled them, because he had left his family, he has left his business, he has left his people, he has left his neighbors, he has left his friends, and Day in, day out. He is following Jesus. In crusades. In overnight. In church. Every program. Of Jesus Christ. Peter is there. To him the work of God. The ministry of Jesus Christ. Was full time. It was life to him. It was everything to him. And year in. And year out. And year in. And year out. So when he heard. If you are to be my disciple. You forsake all. And follow me. He said, but Lord, we have already done that. And where shall we receive? Jesus told them these great, wonderful, powerful words. No man has left his father and mother and left lunch and left business and left this and the other and sacrificed his family shall not be rewarded a hundredfold praise God on this life, in this life, and after this life, you will have eternal life. Praise God. We are not laboring in vain. We are not suffering in vain. We are not sacrificing in vain. There is a reward. Praise God. There is a reward, brother. There is a reward, sister. The reward is on earth and even in heaven. 
There is a reward. Praise God. Amen. Amina. We used to believe. And we should still believe it. And we used to aim. And we should still aim. As young people. Oh, when I first got saved. I was a teenager. And then. When we learned that those who change many. Those who. Who change many to righteousness. Shall shine like stars in the kingdom of God. Oh how we believed we should do. Something extra. Something we should sacrifice. And win souls. And every soul you would win. You'd feel this is another star added to my ground. And another soul you combat. This is another star added. I believe it's a good idea. Because it is true. Praise God. And these are not rewards. These are not uh, trophies that uh, that fed. These are not crowns that fed. These are crowns that are eternal. These are eternal rewards. Uh, in this life, we labor for things that pass away. They can pass away when you're still here. All you can leave them. Praise God. There is a picture that is, it commonly flies on uh, social media. They make two graves. For the poor man to bury him. And where a rich man is buried. And it all looks alike. And it is all same size. Six by something. And it is all a bunch of soil. And the rich man ends there and the poor man ends there. And every time I look at that. The rich man that comes in my mind. They are leaders that come in my mind. Very influential people that come in my mind. People who have a lot of property. People who have a lot of lands. Miles of lands. Thousands of cattle. Big buildings. In different cities of the world. And you imagine. Him also, he will end in that pit. And when he enters there, all that he labored for, and all that he achieved in this life, 
It has ended like that. So what is the reason for pride? If there is anything to boast about, you boast in one thing that you know Jesus Christ. No wonder we sing, I will not boast in anything. No gifts, no power, no wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ. Praise God in his death and his resurrection. But for us believers, Brother Branham said, I don't fear to get in that pit. I don't fear to get in that grave. But all that matters to me is to come how to come out. If you're a believer, you should never fear the grave. You should never fear the pit. Because the pit means nothing. The pit is is not your destination. The pit is not the end of your journey. You are just resting there temporarily. Praise God. Your destination is the resurrection into the eternal kingdom. Praise God. Brother, I mean the Bible Bible. tells us of the heroes of faith. Amen. And then they said that they might have a better resurrection. So they lived. They sacrificed. They spent and spent themselves. And their vision was that I may have a better resurrection. I like those words about Abraham that he lived in cave, he lived in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Yes, with him of the promise. Because he said, here there is no continuing city. But there is one to come. He had a revelation. Brother Brown told us, faith is revelation. Faith is revelation. It is a revelation of the unseen. In another place he said, it is a long range vision. Amen. Amen. So Abraham refused to look at the temporal things. He refused. He refused to invest in the the temporal things. And he put all his efforts, all his investments, all into the city, the eternal things. For it was revealed to his mind. There is a city with foundations whose builder and ruler is God. If men here, engineers, architects, can make 
beautiful cities like Singa one what about the city that has been made by God? There is a city whose architect is God. He is the maker of it. And Abraham got a revelation. It is there somewhere. It is somewhere. In the unseen world, it's not seen with naked eyes. And it will be there in some future. It will come, it will come, it will come. So, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. It is temporary. But in that city, it is eternal. Praise God. So he lived in the temporary dwelling places. Looking for that city. Hallelujah. Amen. He looked for it as if it was somewhere. He thought maybe somewhere around Palestine. It is somewhere. And one time he met the king of that city. Melchizedek. He gave him all a tenth of what he had. And one of the grandchildren of Abraham. John. He saw that city. And I saw that city. New Jerusalem come down from God. So beautiful. Adorned. Adorned like a bride. That is adorned for her husband. Amen. And a voice spoke from that throne. Praise God. And this is God's temple. Even uh, people. Where he shall stay with his people. And they shall be with him. He shall be their God. They shall be his children. He shall wipe away every tear. Away from their eyes. There shall be no more suffering. There shall be no more death. In that city, there shall be no any rainbow. In that city, there shall be no graves. Praise God. Amen. No more dying there. Praise God. Amen. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the king. Soon and very soon. No more dying there. In the city where the lamb is the light. In the city where the camestronite. I have a mansion over there. I have a mansion over there. And when free from tolls and cares. And when free from tolls and cares. And when free from tolls and no kumenyeka no kufayo no kwela likina. All the strife when and cares and suffering. That, I'll be I am free from going that. to the ngende yo. Where the love is the lie. Da yebramu. 
Oh, glory to God. Oh, what a place, what a city. We are here temporarily. We are here just at a waiting station. As we wait for the chariot to carry the jewels home. Praise God. Amen. So why should we care? Why should we be discouraged? Why what we what happens to us here? In this strange country. And it's a temporary time. Whatever we suffer is temporary. As we wait. Waiting for the home train. Home, home, home going train. Praise God. Soon and very soon we shall see Abraham. Soon and very soon we shall meet our loved ones. Soon and very soon we shall meet Jesus Christ. Soon and very soon sorrow will end. Soon and very soon Soon and very soon, suffering will end. Soon and very soon, lack will end. But some of you, the way you are gazing and looking, you seem to be going nowhere. How can you know? that soon you are going to enter heaven Beulah land and then you are looking through the window when there is nothing out there and you see look uh, 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 as if you are looking at uh, they are called pumpkins are you going anywhere? If you are truly honest, the sincere, you are going there. It means that your body, heavenly body, is already in that heavenly dimension. And is already magnetizing you. Say that you come. That you come, you're already tired. You have been troubled. Come, the burdens are heavy. That sorrow is much. Come, hallelujah. Amen. Come up higher. Praise be the name of the Lord. That's a believer. Praise God. That's why Paul came with words of encouragement. And he told the church that our redemption is drawing nearer than when we first believed. Amen. That's why Brother Amen. Branham was told, pray son. Press on. Press on. Press on. Press on. It will, won't be long. It won't be long. Press on. Press on. The same voice is speaking to the bright tonight. Press on. Press on, bright. Press on. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the rays of the east? Or any racing? When you're running, 
Sometimes you get tired. Sometimes you can't tell. The fans are saying, Press on. Press on. Press on. Press on. You're about to reach the finishing line. You are the winner. Press on. Little bride. The angels of heaven are standing on the Corridors of heaven. They are watching the suffering you are going through. They are watching the pressures of life. They are watching the trials, the temptations. They are too heavy. And you seem to be getting weak and weary. And they are telling you, don't get weary. Don't faint. Don't get discouraged. You are about to reach the finishing line. It won't be long. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It won't be long. Amen. Now. Praise God, Amen. 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 Press on. Get a muscle. Press on. Amen. It won't be long. The devil is in trouble. Amen. He has no enough devils. To stop you. He has no enough power. To hinder the bride of Jesus Christ. Praise God. No trials. No tribulations. Nothing, nothing. Whatever comes, nothing shall come. Nothing is. Nothing in future. separate the bride from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Where are we? Who do we go? You alone has words of eternal life. When he asked them, would you go also? Would you like to go? Say, where can we go? Where would we go? You alone. Amen. In Christ the solid broke. Rufi. Ruthie, she got a revelation and got courage. And she said that the God of this older mama, the one that I heard about, that God who fights for his people, that God who parted the Red Sea, that God, the one who fights for them, that mighty God. I want him to be my God. Though I'm a strange uh, woman, woman from uh, another nation. But uh, if I just hold on a garment of that uh, man or that God, if I just get a chance, and that God becomes my God, they are the rest of the things that come on, I don't care. Whether I get them or I don't get them, I don't mind. Where you shall roll, I will roll. What you shall eat, I will eat. Where you shall die, there I will die. Where you shall be buried, there I will be buried. 
Where else can I go? To stay here in Moab. And die like my fathers and mothers die. And get lost. And enter in an eternity that I am not prepared for. In a dark eternity. No way. What shall it profit man? To eat the whole world. But finally he loses his life. What shall he profit? Praise God. But there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. In Israel. There is hope. In the seed of Abraham. In the land of Abraham. There is hope. So Naomi. I'm not leaving you. Praise God where you lodge, I will lodge. What you eat, I will eat. Amen. Where you die, I will die. Where you are buried, I will be buried. Where would we go? Amen. And as I was thinking about those words, then I said, let me check whether Brother Branham preached such a sermon. After that, I put out my search for the tapes that they preached. And there it was. He preached twice. Amen. And then I wanted to follow the thought that he that he followed in, in that he was inspired that he that he was inspired about that he was inspired Amen, he said but speaking of to whom we would we go all could we go let us just look at about i've got seven things written down here the reason that we should go to Jesus to find this that no one else has but him. Seven reasons. There is thousands of reasons. But I thought maybe we could draw from these seven reasons something tonight that might give us a hold to get started on. Something that would give us an enthusiasm. Something that would encourage us to take a better hold. Praise God. Uh -huh. Something that would give us, that might give us a hold. In other words, where we can anchor our faith. Where we can hold and be firm. 
Amen. Amen. I believe every one of us tonight desires to feel firm. I don't want to give room to any shaking. I don't want to be loosed away from my master. Come the fount of every, of every blessing. Come thou fount of every blessing. Amen. Amina. You know that song? Come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mass. Heaven. Uh-huh. <clears throat> now there is a part there that says. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. To wonder. To wonder. To wander away, to, to stray away. Prone, prone to leave the God I love. Take my heart. Lord. And seal it. And seal it. Eh? And, seal. Uh, and then, from, from thy courts above. You feel like there is some storm coming against you. And again you feel like it's possible for you to be stormed off and you are taken by that storm. And it takes you away from where God wants you to be. Then you tell him that now because I don't want that thing to happen unto me. To come great storms and temptations that can beat me off and I go away from you. By that get my heart and seal it Hallelujah. Amen. And seal it to be the uh, that it can't be possible even if there comes any kind of storm it is impossible to be separated from you. There is a story I'm remembering. Brother Brown talks about a man who was a great business person and he used to sail the seas he would say sail the seas and goes far across for business with his men but there used to be an island that island had murderers had robbers and they would lay 
waiting there for the sailors and they had a way to attract them to their ambush. They had very beautiful women that would come out and sing very sweetly. And no matter how you knew there is danger there, you would be, uh, your heart would be enticed. Would be tantalized that you don't want to miss that singing. You would turn where they are to listen. Even if you knew there is is danger. But the heart could not withstand the enticement that was in their singing. So this man, he knew that very well. So to feel safe, he told his sailors, take my hands and tie me to the poles of this ship. But I first block your ears from hearing those women. So he got the wax. And closed. Amen. Amen. And he fixed it in their ears. They will not hear those women singing. Now for him, he will hear them. But he is tied. So he told them that you tie me. also put wax in your ears. You also tie me on some posts. So, Anorecho, uh, they started on to move. So when they reached nearer to that temptation, those women came forth. And they sang with soft voices. And they were beautiful women. And their voices were so tantalizing. The man felt like he cannot contain it. And he shouted and said, Please, let's stand to that island. Please, let's stand. They were not hearing. And for him, he's uh, tied. He will not go to remove the other who works from their ears. To take, uh, please, please, I'm saying, let's go there. He's tied. So to go through such a temptation, by that, they survived the temptation. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't want that thing. But you're fearing it may take you. Then that Jesus, please tie me. See my heart. Because I don't want anything that can overpower me and it takes me away from you. 
Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you feel like that? Yes. Amen. Now God He is merciful That will make you to reach home He has grace And to those That love him like they, There should not be anything To detach them from him So if you are uh, wondering Lest there be anything to fail you He is there to help you His grace is there To take you through they passed via that temptation but the story continues and says while they were across there now this man could untie and then also and works them and then when he was moving that side of the shower there he made such music that was so sublime it satisfied his heart. It was far beyond what the women's music was, singing was. That it looked dull and poor. And faded and boring in comparison to what he had there. So on their way coming, his sailors asked him, O thou great rover, should we tie you again? He said, no, you don't need to tie me now. I have had something that satisfied my heart. But the music of those women will never attract me anymore. Jesus said, He that drinketh the water that I shall give him shall thirst no more. Oh, brother, sister, the Holy Spirit of God is the living water from Jesus Christ. When you drink him, you are free from the desires of sin. Sin will never attract you anymore. You've heard me preach before. And say, sin is sweet. But it has death in it. Sin is sweet. But until I read a quote, and that quote corrected me, the quote says, sin is sweet to the Unconverted soul. Amen. Praise God. Sin is sweet to the unconverted soul. But to the converted soul, sin is dead. As dead as the dead sea. Brother Brown said, You get a pig. 
Put it in mud. It will have a good time. It will wallow and have a good time. Dombolo, dombolo, dombolo. He said, but get a ship. It will. Get a sh get ship. Push it there. It will squeak and cry until you get him out. He doesn't want to be there. It is terrible. It is rotten. It is sinking. It is bad. It is an oppression. Amen. Sin is sweet to the uncombined soul. Not to the converted soul. Praise God. How does he come? For you to be so converted and sin until sin is dead to you. He that drinketh the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of life. Shall never thirst again after sin. Praise God, amen. In heaven, there is no sin. But there is no joy that you can find in any place that can be equated to that of heaven. It's right here since that reigns in heaven and peace and joy and love. I don't know if you have ever feel, been filled with joy and you even wonder the time when I was ever tempted, what was all about me? Why would I be uh, compelled or tempted by such a thing? Now imagine in heaven. It is full joy of, the of the joy of the spirit of God. The air of heaven. Uh, the air of heaven is the presence of God. The Holy Ghost is the air of heaven. Hallelujah! What a place. When Brother Branham visited that second heaven, he said, No words can express, no vocabulary in any language that can express. If you say sublime, it is much higher than that. What can you say? Perfect is more than perfect. No word can Praise God. And he was told this is a place called. Perfect love. Amen. Hallelujah. No temptation. No yesterday. No, no, no tomorrow. No fatigue. No getting worried. No trouble. No stress. No fear. No worry. Oh, 
Amen. Praise God. Such a perfect place. And no temptation. That's why he said in this earth you hug a woman if you're a red-blooded mammal you will feel a sensation. You win? Feel a sensation. But there, women, sisters, we are coming, hugging him from every side. And no temptation. What a place! Praise God. That's where we are going. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. My heavenly home is brother. I feel like traveling. Praise be the name of the Lord. So Brother Ram said, let's just look at about, I've got seven things written down here. The reason that we should go to Jesus. To find this that no one else has but him. Seven reasons. There is thousands of reasons. But I thought maybe we could draw from these seven reasons something tonight. That might give us a hold. To get started on. Something that will give us an enthusiasm. Something that will encourage us. To take a better hold. You need that better hold, right? The first thing we are thinking of is that we are going out of this world. The first thing we are thinking about is that we are going out of this world. We are sure of that. We do not want to go the wrong direction. We want to go to heaven when we leave this world. Every person wants to go to do that. And there is only one heaven. We all know there is no four or five heavens. There is one heaven. And there is one way to get to that heaven. And Jesus said, I am the way. I am that way. That's the reason why we must get to Jesus. Because he is the way. Where else would we go? For you alone. You alone. Jesus alone has the words of eternal life. You want to go to heaven? Never leave Jesus. You want to go to heaven? When you die, you want to go to heaven? There is only one way. That is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the seven seals. And the seven seals is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Is the revelation of the entire plan of redemption. Is the revelation of the entire book. And 
That is Jesus. The revealed one is your husband. If you want to go to heaven, hold fast to the message. Amen. Amen. Now there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end of it is death. Death. Somebody was telling me about somebody. But then, you see, let me tell you, friends, we are living in a day of deception. Is the most deceiving age. Why Jesus said, Perilous times shall come. This is the time. And what is perilous about it is the most deceiving age. Amen. One time, uh, I want to say it in such a way that it is it is wrapped. Um, one time, uh, my let me let me not wrap it. My daughter went. Uh, to Rwanda. And then, when she came back, she was praising someone who is a relative there. Some, someone who was once even in the message. And she left the message. And she was told, telling us how that lady is so, she's so <laughs> devoted. And she's such a strong Christian. And she's, you know, and she even, God speaks to them. She's singing the choir. She's And I could sense maybe this girl is being deceived that there is another option to the message. Someone can leave the message and still find the connection with God and be right and find the way to heaven. This person she was and she was uh, praising how strong and how she nice and good and a good Christian. She puts on skin. Uh, you see them. Yesterday I saw someone wearing like that in town. And it's becoming a modern thing, but I think it started in Rwanda first before it came here. Legging, a legging that looks like a like a uh, like a like a um, what can I what can I say? What is that material? 
It is uh, like a, it's not silk, it's not what? Si machiyo wa silk. It is uh, it's just uh, you can almost see the color of the skin. Ngachenkano sora no kulaba okisa mama sunoraba eranjio mubiri go munto akambadde. It is just like uh, some some material like a cavera. You get a cavera. And paint it red or blue or green. Someone wears it. It's like a nylon kind of thing. And it is to the skin. But if you are told that to to operate it off you'll not be you know and don't cut the person you cannot be successful now that kind of that is now some there someone is naked you understand what I'm talking about that is a naked person and then they put on a browser maybe like a browser and they are naked and that is a Pentecostal serving in a Pentecostal church and devoted Speaking in tongues and even prophesying. And that is Christianity today. And the devil has deceived people that there are many ways to go to heaven. Not only the message. You can just go to Fanero. You go to Watoto. You go anywhere. Those are cages of unclean spirits. Those are enticing spirits. Those are familiar spirits. They impersonate Christianity. But they are demons. They are demons. Impersonating Christianity. They impersonate prophecies. They impersonate worship. They impersonate tongues. But they are demons. That is not Christianity. Never. Never. But they shall deceive many. But we are here to say Jesus alone is the word the truth and life. Yesterday I was conversing with a lady. She's our friend. She married recently. And the marriage has not lasted. It has failed miserably. She doesn't want to hear about it again. But now in her story, 
Now this is when they were in courtship with a man. She was a claiming even when uh, I pray to her the gospel everything. She could see this is the truth but not follow it. But yesterday she told me the truth. She told me truly truly what you preach is the truth. But sin is sweet. That's why we fear to be members of your church. Now if sin is sweet then you fear to come to church where they preach righteousness. Then why do you deceive yourselves when you want the sweetness of sin that you hide in funerals and again you go to heaven. What? If you want sin, you cannot add, uh, you, can mix, you can't mix God with sin. Now she said, you see how difficult that guy is. You see, by that time we were in God's ship and I called him on phone and yet I was in overnight. Brother Quinton, where are you? And there you are. Then I called him overnight. That come in the overnight. He said, I'm coming and I waited for him. He couldn't come until midnight. I bought the motorcycle and went to his home. By the time I reached his home, he was with a girl in a room. Now I ask you that you, you a person who, who thinks that you have always been a mrokori. What made you dating a drunkard? Because the man was a drunkard. What made you to start dating a drunkard? Now, you come with me the overnight. Now, overnights became a meeting place. Uh, we are in a and if a generation. Overnights of these days in the Pentecostal churches. It is a site where the couples meet. Where they do coupling. It's a dating site. Between the wicked. I mean, that's the life. Now, how do you who affords even to go to an overnight and pray. In other words, you're going to see God. But that's where you are calling a husband you are dating a drunkard to meet in the overnight. 
And when I asked him, Wabadewa, I mean, you know, I was coming, but I met Maswaso. We went to a bar where we drank until, until I realized now it's late. Kumbe, the girl even followed up to home and informed her what was there was terrible. But then, why did a drunkard? You are inviting a drunkard you meet in the overnight. What for? If you are a Moroccan, if you are saved, if you are a daughter of God, then church loses meaning. Bulokole loses meaning. If you can be Bulokole, who can fornicate? Who can dare to drunkards? No, Then you are inviting somebody who can dare to drunkards. No, you are inviting somebody who can dare to drunkards. No, you are already heavy with a pregnancy from her. And then that is still broccoli. God have mercy upon us. Straight is the gate. Narrow is the way. And few be that shall find. May the Lord help us to stand firm. We'd rather remain just a few benches, a few seats of people here. But with the standard of the gospel, the way Jesus gave it to us, that to compromise and bend the bars to come to the standard of what the world calls Christianity today. Amen. That is no Christianity. Praise God. Hey, that helped me to understand. Why some people come here even get baptized, but they cannot stay. stay. The way are two people. And they told me, we know what you're standing for is the truth. That is the true Christianity. But we fail. And we fear the standard because sin is sweet. Okay. But then, how do you expect to be a friend of God and then be a friend of sin? No wonder. Strain is the gate. And now is the way. And some people feel they can find an alternative to this message. They can find some Christianity where they enjoy the sweetness of sin. 
and still be Christians and still go to heaven. What a lie! And the devil has deceived people that way. We are living in a generation where people are that deceived. Young girls are that deceived. It's a lie! Amen. It's a lie. Budimba. It's a lie. Budimba. You cannot enjoy sin and be a friend of God and go to heaven. What shall it profit man if he shall eat the whole world but lose his soul? Jesus told the young rich ruler, sell all. Sell all. Give to the poor. Don't end there. Come and follow me. Jesus Christ is the only way. That's one. Jesus Christ is the only way. So where would we go? You alone has the words of eternal life. Praise God. I have always said and I say God forbid I can never and I will never I confess and I pray for the grace of God never to fail. I pray God help me never to fail. But I've already said if I fail and fall from the message I will still say I just failed as a human being but that is the only way. Amen. That is the only way. If you want to go to heaven, that is the only way. And I cannot settle in any denomination. I become a raw sinner. That is done to deceive myself. Because God, you see even a hen, it has an order. It can't lay one egg there and there is another egg there in the uh, and there in some bedroom. There is another one in the kitchen. There is another one in, uh, in the nest. It has one place where it lays its eggs. Now you think God he would say he has saved some of his others in Watoto. Others he has saved them there in Fanero. Others there in Anglican. No. Neda. Neda Sebo. No, sir. He's not the author of confusion. He's the way. Yekubo. And the only way. There are no many ways. I mean. The way is one. Praise God. Praise God. 
He's preparing the bride among them. He's preparing the bride among, among the watoto. He has one standard. He has one material. He skinny tight. Can't be can't be that the others even who put on skin tight. Those who put on leggings. He is also preparing them as his bride. And he sends now us a message telling us that separate from all that Jezebelism, he is also preparing us to be his bride. And again, the like prostitutes, that he is also preparing them to be his bride. Which kind of God can he, uh, can he be? God is one. And he has one standard. And he's just. Praise God. He can't burn Sodom and Gomorrah because of sin. And other people do it. And he doesn't burn them. He can't destroy the generation of Noah because of adultery and fornication. And then the other same people do the same and he leaves them. And God, God has no favorites. No. No. Look at David. When he sinned, where are you known? David was a friend of God. But look at when he sinned. God punished him heavily. He punished him heavily. And almost the kingdom, his kingdom to be taken away. Look at Moses. He's called to go redeem the children of Israel. He goes prepares his family. Oh, we are going for a mission of redemption. And he has not circumcised his son. And the Bible says whoever will defy circumcision that soul be cut off from among his people. And the Bible says God looked for him, he sought to kill him. To kill Moses. A man who was born for a purpose. Born under sign. To redeem. Prepared for all those years. And because of that mistake, God is seeking to kill him. Yes. Until his wife realized there is trouble. He saved him by getting a rock. Circumcising the boy. Through this the skin before Moses and said, Thou art a bloody man to me. God and God's wrath was calmed. May God give us such women.
who can save us from sin. Praise God. Who don't connive with us and cover sin but save us from. If we are failing, they are there to help us. Stand with God. Taking sides with Jesus. Praise God. Secondly, he is the truth. Now many people have went uh, into churches and have heard them say, we have the truth. Our creeds are right. They were handed to us by our fathers. We have the truth. We do certain things. And others say, we keep this kind of days. And we keep this month. And we do this. And we go truth. But Jesus Christ is the only truth. Jesus said in St. John 17, sanctify them, Father, through the truth. Thy word is truth. Praise God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was with God. The word was made flesh and he is the truth. Praise God. There may be other truths. But Jesus is the real truth. The heavenly born truth. God is truth sent to us. The only way and the truth other things may be true but Jesus is the truth of God. The true, the truth of God is salvation. Thirdly, he is the light. The only light. Oh, I know we have Roosevelt lights and camp light, lights and what kind of lights. But Jesus is the true light. He is the light that comes into the world that we might not walk in darkness but walk in light. He is the eternal light. So Jesus is the light. When you believe him, you walk with him, and you know you are walking in the light. Praise God. Fourth, he is the only eternal foundation. The foundation is where, where the structure is held. That's where the structure stands. So Jesus Christ, 
is the only eternal foundation. We have many other foundations, but Christ is the only eternal foundation. Everything else will fall except Christ. Everything else. Money will fail. Beauty will fail. Education will fail. Human achievements will fail. Government power will fail. Please, although you are hungry, can you say amen? Bambi, no kwa danger de baruma wachiri mugiri kwa mina. Mukoye. Are you tired? But Jesus Christ. Yes, Christo. Praise God. Come at the way. Jesus Christ. Yes, Christo. Is. A wafa waka friend wa sivi. For us at home, we all fasted. We are coming and I asked my son Samuel. I asked him if he fasted. And he told me that he is also with us for 24 hours. Even that day. If it's about seeking God, we all ought to do so. From that weakness you're feeling, in that comes power. In that comes the anointing. Jesus said that of such kind, they can't go away without prayer and fasting. Praise be to God. Can't remain the same as a church. No. We need a revival. We need a real revival. Amen. We once had great revivals as a church. But now we are yearning to have the greatest among all those that we have had. So Jesus Christ Yes, Christ you might build your foundation upon riches. You might have plenty of money. You have plenty of money. You, you and leave plenty of money for your children. What will it cause? What does that riches lead to? Heartaches. Disappointments, farces, disagreements, falling out, shooting, shooting. Come on, shooting. shooting. Rep. Murder. And finally, sometimes to suicide. Money, the banks can go broke. Close up or something. Something happened that, that you in 
gamble, you lose your money. Then take a gun and blow your head off. See, that foundation is not eternal. Your money doesn't have an eternal foundation. Praise God. If you leave your children money, you leave them wealth, you may think you've left them great life. But if you have not left them with Jesus, they don't know how to pray and fast and trust God. You have left them with nothing. Amen. There are places in this country. There are guys who go getting every powerful place. Every wonderful place. They, they have it. Sometime back we, I went with my wife. Scouting around. Then Luvoa up. Then there is a hill up there. So beautiful. So we realize a very big forest on a hill. So beautiful. And with a road that enters there. But it seems no people ever takes it. So we courageously drove there. We reached there and came out of the vehicle. We started looking at the whole of Kampala in this. In a beautiful forest. It's not far from here. It's not far from here. While we were here, a big giant soldier came with a gun. I've been watching you. What are you doing here? Said we are just enjoying the beauty of our country. We are free men. Amen. Leave quickly. Okay, fine. Entered and drove away. Those are hills and places by some individual. He may be a son of some big person. But Corona can take him to a city. Sometimes I walk these streets. Nobody I And say, did even nobody walk on this road? And even a mean on this road. And a little joke on the same road where I'm passing. You mean, did he also once see this street that I'm seeing? Because for them, they use it to walk on the moon. Never you build your life on the foundation of things that are just for a time. Now, there I thank God. Because God he made my father to be poor. By that I was born in a poor family. That that nothing is not of any kind. I thank God for that. I was born in such things. 
I would not have come up with the character. I would not have become a servant of Christ. I would not have come up in that way. In our family, branches. we have branches. They were telling me, one of our grandparents whom I met and he was telling me, that your grandfather, he was a cattle keeper. His heart was just on cows. But so and so, for him he was just a ruler. Those who uh, the descendants of that grandfather of ours who was uh, who liked nooning. educated generals commissioners of this and that and the other. Uh, his uh, father Afuga was the lead of some counties. Finally, they the over five districts. And those father became a commissioner of police in Uganda. Now this son is now a great and great person in the army. For us, our family from being cattle keepers uh, from that fat, uh, cattle keepers. My father again was again very poor than uh, the, the, his father. And then he died when I was young. So I grew up under poverty. Uh, the poor people whom even the other poor people can laugh at them. But I thank God for that. Now I'm a servant of God. There is not any servant of God that came from a palace. There is not any servant of God that passed through a soft life. He is not there. Look at Brother Branham. There is no any right servant of God that can stand and talk to God preach the gospel and sleep hungry and sleep on the road and suffers when he grew in a posh family. When he grew up from Koro Hill when he is a neighbor of the ambassador but I thank God for that. He gave me the riches that are greater than all the riches. Because to go through that hard training, he gave me a character to trust him and to serve him. I thank him for that. It's greater than being born in a family. That is surrounded by soldiers. Surrounded by good things. Surrounded by chunks of land and riches. Those things that you shall die and leave them. God has an aim for everything that he does. He has an aim and a reason why. You went through where you went through. There are few of the children of God that have gone through is a knife. 
But wherever you have gone through Where you look and you feel even ashamed God has an aim There That's where The character is molded Character is molded through that kind of a life Praise God So your foundation Should not be wealth Should not be riches That is no foundation No foundation That is sinking sand Praise God But Jesus Christ Is the solid rock Amen Amen, hallelujah. Amen. You cannot have eternal foundation upon popularity. That's the great sin, the great sin of America. He's trying to be popular. Women trying to dress popular. Women trying to act popular. All these little things going on. The ways is taking place. They don't have to start on that the first nine, but I didn't say the third. Oh, okay. So no popular. Popular, popularity you cannot build there. Sometimes pretty girl. Her beauty becomes a curse to her. Thank God you are ugly. So you may sometimes look at yourself in a mirror and you say, Oh God. Why don't I look like so and so? Do you know that beauty is a curse? Beauty is a curse. Beauty is a curse. You may say, I want to marry a beautiful lady and I produce beautiful children. Then you want to produce curses. Wherever they go, wherever they stand in front, they praise them and they appreciate them. And if she makes her be proud and then she thinks she's something. Then she looks at some dust around here. And the presidents who are here. And she says, who can marry me around here? That's a curse. They end up in the world. They end up looking for some labels and some, some class, some, some association of some people where they think they fit. It's a curse. I mean, there are not there are not many rich people who come to the Lord. There are not many beautiful women that come to the Lord. This young man who told me that why is it that in the we don't see these beautiful girls that are really well carved. 
And he was a Pentecostal. But still, he was not seeing such kind of guns that are reshaped as. Now, in him, he felt like it's a great temptation to remain in church when there are no girls of the type that he thinks. So thank God because you are ugly. Amen. There is uh, some lady in Rwanda who survived the genocide. When she was telling the other people, she said that that what saved me was because I'm ugly. It's what saved me. Because when they used to look at her, they would say, This one is a Muhutu. And they would bypass her. God gave her to be ugly to resemble those uh, other people ugly, so that she can survive. God can make you ugly for you to survive something. Amen. God can make you poor to be saved. God can make you ugly. Uh, what does uh, the way how the body looks like, how, what does it help when you are going to the grave? And now it puts pride in you and you fail to get saved because you are beautiful. Please, I'm not saying that you are ugly. But honestly, if you compare us with the devils of this world, those that are called beautiful and handsome, uh, when we can say, speak like Paul, that you look upon yourselves, brethren, it's not many among you that are rich that are gotten saved. Not many of you that are princes and uh, and nobles. Not men of you are nobles. Not men of you are nobles. But God but chose the foolish. The best things. The poor to confound the wise. When God came to choose. A super race. A church triumphant. He chose the base. He chose the foolish. He chose the simple. To confound the wise. So thank God. What he made you. Covet not the vain riches that so rapidly decay seek to gain the heavenly treasures they will never pass away if you have been trying to comfort yourself you see why me? But for us, why? Why this? 
Sometime pretty girl, her beauty becomes a, a curse to her. They are there beautiful. Every man wants to sleep with them. Fornicating and aborting. And aborting and fornicating and aborting. Curse. Curse. Until finally, they realize they are no good. They are useless. When it is even late, time is past. It's a curse. She finds out, somebody tells her about it, she wants to be like some movie star or something instead of trying to pattern her life after Jesus Christ. She builds her whole foundation upon that. Not knowing that she's only got five years of real life from 15 to 20. Then she starts and you base your whole hope upon that knowing that you got to get old if you live you've got to get old you've got to break down and the beautiful face that you have we rot out there in the grave someday. And the bugs will eat it up. So there is no eternal foundation on popularity. Who you are. What you are. That has no real foundation. It's not there. Sober up. Sober up. Young girls. Young boys. Sober up. Five. He is the only eternal happiness. And, and, and joy. And peace. What more could I say? He is the only eternal joy. Eternal, eternal, eternal peace. My peace I give unto you. as the world give unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled. It is the only peace. And only happiness. Oh you might love like a loom. You may just go into. Hysterics over some. Movie star cracking a joke. Or something. You are only making a noise. It soon wears off. 
a few minutes is all gone. But when man has come to a place to where he has found the joy that there is of knowing that his, his sins are forgiven, that he is dead. And his life is hidden God through Christ. Sealed by the Holy Ghost. It's joy unspeakable. I am full of glory. In the power of the eternal God. Knowing that you are resting securely. In his love and grace. Whether the school keeps all whatever it doesn't. Or whether it doesn't. What difference does it make? He is the only eternal happiness. Six. The only achievement. Hallelujah. Amen. First is the way. Second is the truth. Third is the life. Fourth is the only eternal foundation. And fifth, he is the only eternal happiness and joy. Sixth, he is the only lasting achievement. He is the pearl of great price. That a man found in the field covered and went and sold whatever he had You tell me achievement. Amen. Achieve. Some people, when they become rich, they think they have achieved. Some people, when they buy some big lands and buildings, But it's temporary. Just a few years, you're going to leave it. And your children, you don't know whether they will be foolish or wise. You read in the book of Proverbs. The Bible talks of the miseries in this world. You produce children and you leave them a lot of wealth. And you don't know whether they will be wise or foolish. You don't know. You sweat and labor and give them big inheritance. You don't know whether they will be foolish. To maintain it, to take it higher, to develop it, or to sell it, and waste it with halots. All that is vanity. The wisest man called all that vanity. But now what is the true achievement? Christ is the greatest achievement. When you have him, you know him. 
He fills you with the Holy Spirit. Gives you eternal life. Achievement. Great achievement. Hallelujah, I have found him. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. For the one whom my soul has always longed. Praise God. Hallelujah, I have found him. I have, I have achieved eternal life. Praise God. When Simeon, Simeon, the elder in the temple, when he saw him on that day, a baby eight days old, he said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. I have made an achievement. My eyes have seen the Messiah. Praise God. Great achievement. To know him is life. To know him is a great achievement. Hallelujah. Amen. Achievement. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. You tell me somewhere or someplace that you could go. That would be everlasting outside of Jesus Christ. Tell me if you could build a house that would be everlasting. Tell me you could build a popularity. Be eternal. Tell me you could get enough riches that would be eternal riches. You cannot do it. Something outside of Jesus Christ. He is the eternal achievement. And if you have achieved ever so much in your life, you have never achieved the eternal thing yet until you have found Christ Jesus and have got him into your heart. He is achievement. We have seen people building marriage. They make powerful functions. People come from east and west, People give them gifts. Eight cows. Cows. But then it doesn't last even two years. It crumbles. The glory of the wedding ends in shame. And that's how everything of this world will end. Then what is achievement? Achievement is only in Christ. Seventh and last, I, I might say this, it is the only translation. That's right. The only one that you can be translated in. For those that 
are in Christ will God bring with him when he comes. That's the only translation is in Jesus Christ.